Welcome to the Nobody Guide to Life, where we provide tips and tools for personal growth, personal development, and your spiritual journey that you could use right now for everyday life. I'm J.A. Plosker. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at nobodysview.com or thenobodybible.com, or you can check us out at Twitter and Facebook at Nobody's View. You can also join the Simple Spirituality Group on Facebook. If you like what you hear, we'd welcome a subscription or a review. We'd appreciate it. I think so many times on this path of personal and spiritual growth, we use phrases like, looking for something or searching for something. But what if what we were looking for couldn't necessarily be seen by all of us, but instead felt or experienced? Or what if we were searching for something that was always with us and around us, sending us messages? What if we're looking through a keyhole to find answers when really we could pull the door open wide and step into a world filled with support and light? I don't know if you believe in angels in the afterlife, but regardless, Today is a show you're going to want to listen to. My guest today is a world-renowned author, inspirational speaker, spiritual teacher, and psychic medium. Over 18 years, Sonny Dawn Johnston has performed thousands of private sessions and workshops to help people connect with their heart and become their greatest version of themselves. She combines unconditional love with tell-it-like-it-is honesty to help people heal, recognize their natural intuitive gifts, and cultivate a spiritual connection with loved ones who have passed on. Sunny Dawn is the founder of Sunlight Alliance Healing Center and is the author of 20 books, including the best-selling Archangels and The Love Never Ends. She's appeared in documentaries and on television, and her latest project, Elevate, starts on 8-18-18. You can find out more at www.sunnydawnjohnston.com. And welcome to the show, Sunny Dawn. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, this is just very exciting to have you here. And I got to say, you have quite a, a professional background. And I've had the opportunity to meet you and, and hear you speak. And I have to say that your background really is built on, on quite a story. How did you come to discover all of these gifts? How, how did all of that come to be, all these amazing gifts that you have? Well, I, I think, you know, like, like all of us, a lot of times we... Uh, we uh, happen onto our gifts uh, unintentionally or, you know, a lot of times we're unaware of it. So for me, you know, I, uh, I, I literally just went to sleep one night. Honestly, I went to bed one night. I woke up in the middle of the night. And uh, as I rolled over in my bed, I was 13 years old. I rolled over in my bed and I saw above me this um, beautiful, colorful, winged being. And... I didn't jump out of bed, you know, at 13, you kids <laughs> just fly out and run right. to their parents' room, but I felt very calm and I felt very peaceful and I felt very, um, like a real sense of serenity that I did not, that that did not exist within me. And so I literally just kind of observed that experience. I wasn't even sure what it was, honestly, but I knew it looked like an angel from my perception. And I just rolled over and I went back to sleep. And it wasn't until the next morning that I woke up and then my head kicked in. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, what was that? And, wow. it, you know, and I, I started getting a little nutty. So I ran downstairs then and had the reaction. And I told my mom and I said, you know what, this is what happened. And this is what I saw, but this is what I felt. And it was so cool. But now now I'm kind of freaked out about it. And my mom wow. said, listen, Sonny, that that was your guardian angel. Hmm. And I thought, well, number one, how do you know that? And number <laughs> two, uh I'm not really sure I have a guardian angel, but okay. But she went on to tell me that, that she had come into my room that night and prayed over me and asked God and the angels to keep me safe because she was worried about my mental and emotional state. You know, when she said that, 
there, I knew that that had happened. I knew that I had awakened to the manifestation of her prayer. And I didn't even really necessarily believe in angels, but I knew when she said that, that there was truth in that. And so that, that is what opened the door. Now I didn't know I had any gifts. I just was like, okay, that's cool. Um, but what happened is that awakened me to a whole new world that was up until that point consciously was sight unseen. And it inspired me to want to feel that way more often. It inspired right. this, this, this something inside of me to say, well, let's feel that more. So, right. you know, I, I didn't know how to make it happen because it just happened, but I just started asking for it to happen. I started asking to have that experience again. And over the next several months, it started happening again and, and, and I could feel it and I could see it. And then I started seeing spirits in our house and then I started seeing spirits around other people. And, and so that one experience at 13 is what opened the door to a 15 year um, battle <laughs> right. between my, you know, between my ego and my spirit and, right. and, you know, is this real or is this not? And are you right. crazy or are you just making it up or, um, and, but ultimately I, I, I realized, and, I, and it really was, it took me 15 years to truly embrace it. You know, I was raised in Salt Lake City, Utah, and it was not something that was embraced. And, um, and finally over, you know, a lot of experience, I finally realized, listen, you're either going to have to jump in or jump out. Yeah. And, and, and my angels and my guides and my loved ones and spirit really kind of um, um, nudged me in in that direction to where it was time to own your gifts and to see it as a gift because for for several years it didn't feel like a gift you know right it it, it just didn't and but when i embraced it and when i said okay this is a gift and i need to find ways to utilize this gift to be of service to myself and to others well then then everything changed do you have for people listening because i think I think a lot of times people have had a brush with the angelic or a brush with a feeling or, or the uh, goosebumps that go up and down our spine sometimes when we're in a really dark place. Do you find that when people report their experiences to you, do, do people see similar kinds of things? Does that energy look the same to people? It, it certainly was very vivid to you. Have you heard different stories from people about how those experiences are for them? Yeah, definitely. Extremely, um, extremely similar um, in kind of the, uh, the way people express it, but uh, different in, in maybe the words they choose. So right. definitely, um, a lot of people have the experience of the feeling, uh, but they don't recognize what they're feeling. So, you know, I think as a society, we're pretty numb to our feelings and a lot of people numb their feelings out. So right. they, they push it away. They ignore it. They deny it. They, they think it's gas, they, you know, <laughs> all kinds of things to, to, to kind of not be present and aware. But as they start to say, well, this keeps happening and, you know, or, or they see um, like flicker of light or even sometimes shadows in the peripheral, in their peripheral vision. And, um, and, and as they tune into that and really be present with that, that energy comes forward so that they, can actually see it in a more clear way. Or, you know, yes, the goosebumps, the hair on the back of your neck, the the, the heart kind of palpitation. Some people 
automatically assume is something scary. Right. Just because our head thinks that. It isn't that it's scary. It's just we're reacting to an energy that we don't know. I want to go back to something you said, ego versus spirit battle. How did you resolve that? How were you finally convinced? What was that feeling like when you finally sat down with yourself and knew that this was something you had to pursue instead of think about? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, like I said, it was 15 years. Right. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of a slow learner. <laughs> um, you know, I, it it really was a battle. And, and, and a lot of it was, you know, I... I wanted to be normal. Right. And this was not normal. And I, I, and at the same time that I wanted to be normal and kind of fit in, I also knew I wasn't, you know, I knew. And, and what I mean by that is I knew that I, that these things were real. I wasn't making it up. It wasn't, you know, in my imagination. And so there was this conflict because there was a part of me that was like, Oh my God, this stuff is so cool. But right. then I couldn't share it with people. And I, and, and so then it wasn't cool, you know, right. and I did share it with people. It was really not cool. So, <laughs> um, so what happened over those years was I think I got tired of the fight. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I kind of got sick and tired of being sick and tired and, 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 and putting up my, my walls of to, to, to keep myself from something that felt so good. Almost like I, I didn't feel like I deserved mm. to be in that, loving state of energy consistently right and what ended up turning that around when i kind of finally made that kind of clear-cut decision two things happened um and they both involved the the, the death of someone the first one was in july of my uh, i was 28 um, my ex-mother-in-law um was transitioning and i was with her in the last 16 18 hours of her life and when she passed, I literally felt her, and I'm going to use the word haunt, but it wasn't haunting. Right. It's like she she was sticking with me, and she's like, Sonny, you've got to do something with your gifts. And I would ignore her, and I'd be like, no, 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 and I'm not ready, and I don't want to be weird, and all that. And then six months later, my grandmother actually died as well. And between the two of them on, on, on the spirit side, um, nudging, urging, and my own um, mind and my heart and my spirit and my, my soul calling. Um, I think it finally broke me, honestly, my, broke my ego, broke right. my, my, my belief and my thought of, I can't do that. I don't want to be weird. I don't want to stand out. I don't want people to, cause you know, this was, this was 20 years ago. This wasn't nothing like this was on television. Right. There was four books in the occult section. Right. You know? It, it, it just, it wasn't mainstream like it is now, which is so amazing. Um, so I had a lot of fear. And, and when, when those two things happened, it kind of pushed that fear out. It was just more of a, you know what, you, you need to either step in or step out. And, and I just, I said, I can't keep pushing and fighting. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Right. right. So I, I got to let go of the fight. And I did. And that, and that's when whoosh, just everything started happening in, in very, in a very fast um, way because it was time. When we're starting off on these paths of personal or spiritual growth, a lot of times, you know, what we're pushing away is the thing we're asking for. Yeah. And so just that small change can, you can change worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, what I, 
what I, I think what I did in, in, in using the words pushing fear away is what I did was I, I stepped into it so that it didn't have a hold on me. Right. So in the pushing of it, it's almost, and maybe those weren't my best words because in the pushing of the fear, I think it continued the fear. And what I did almost is I pulled myself into it and let it move through me. So it had no control over me any longer. Oh, I love that. Um, and, and then I just, okay, then that was that. And okay, that's done. Um, and, and it wasn't sitting there, you know, it's kind of like a beach ball underwater, right? And when you're right. holding it down, it just, it just pops up at the most inconvenient time. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and so the fear is kind of like that. It just, it, it just shows its ugly head in, in moments and times where you totally don't want it to. But when I, when you bring it in, when you just let it come up and you look at it and you feel it and you see it and you, and you move it through you, then it doesn't have the control any longer. Right, right. I love that. Do we all have this type of connection? Does everybody have this type of ability? Absolutely. I, I think that, you know, some people are more developed than others. Um, I think there are a lot of people that are trained to um, live life or to focus on what is seen with our physical eyes. And right. so it's a shift in perception, um, certainly, but we are all light spirit in physical dense bodies. Um, and so we all have that energy of spirit, that connection, that language even within us, whether we recognize it or not. So would I say that, you know, my neighbor down the street today could do a mediumship reading? Probably not, because if they don't have the conscious awareness of it right. and know how to focus their energy and channel it then they're going to struggle. But would I say that a lot of people have those experiences and they don't recognize what it is? Absolutely. So how do people go about developing that? Because I think a lot of people on this path, even not consciously on this path, whatever, have this dialogue going in their heads sometimes. And we always question ourselves. Is this just me talking to myself? Am I mm -hmm. really getting a message? What is that? What words can you give to people like that when they come to you with those experiences and they may not be tuned into the station all the way. What do you say in that situation? Um, well, a couple of different things. I guess the first thing I, I, I set an awareness for them that this is a lifelong journey. Right. And we're learning a language that, well, we're remembering a language. We're remembering um, how to direct our energy and our intentions and our thoughts and, and, and have such in, intentional focus to be able to tap in and tune in. And so it doesn't happen overnight. That's the first thing. Even, even people who are highly, highly psychic, um, we have to learn how to even understand the way the messages are coming. Cause it's never just a voice that says, <laughs> right. okay, it's time right now to take that right, get out of the way and go down the road and put your $10,000 in the bank because you can make it, it, it does not work that way. Right. So instead it's, um, it's very much about presence. That's probably critic critically the most important key word being present in the moment spirit never speaks in this past spirit never speaks in the future it's only in this present moment so if you are in your head figuring out what you're gonna have for lunch right now <laughs> it's the present moment right um so i think that's number one the other thing is um discernment learning discernment and discernment is something that really cannot be taught i can't teach somebody how to discern between 
the energy of this and the energy of that. What I can do is give them a variety of exercises that put them in the energy of it and they have to learn the discernment themselves. Tune into how one feels versus another. So I love, and for the first 10 years of my of my business, I did a lot of teaching and development circles and things like that. Um, because I think that when you get around other people um, and you get some have some experiences that give you some validation, you start to gain some confidence and belief in yourself and your connection, and that helps it to grow. So what does it feel like to you when you're in a room doing a reading? What does it feel like? How does it feel inside of you? What does it look like in, to you, to your eyes? Mm, it, it depends, actually. It's always different. So like last night, I did a spirit talk in um, a place here in Arizona that is a pyramid, literally like a, a real pyramid in the backyard of a guy's house. It wow. is um, underground, and then it goes 30 feet above ground. Wow. Um, it's amazing. So I do these spirit talks in the pyramid because the pyramid's cool, and I like the energy of it. And so in that situation, sometimes um, there are, let's say there's 40 people in the pyramid, and there are about 400, actually, in wow. the pyramid. Sometimes the energies of the spirit world and the angels and the guides like their presence is very palpable. I can feel them. I can see them. Um, and then there's other times where I pull my focus so um, intently that all I see is the one person I'm working with. Wow. And so it depends on what my focus is. What I do have, though, is I, uh, I'm always in a state of extreme awareness. I can feel the energies of the spirit world. I can, I can know... Um, the, the, I mean, I can see the energies of the physical world and oftentimes feel the merging of the two of them within my own body. So yeah, I work a little bit differently than a lot of people because when I'm doing like mediumship, for example, most of the messages, unless they're images, they, they show me in my body. So they show me how they died in my, like I feel it in my body. Right. So my body gives me a lot of the of the information as well. So sometimes it's visual, sometimes it's feeling, sometimes it's knowing, sometimes it's audible. But what it always is, is it's a puzzle. Hmm. And we're, we're putting a puzzle together and I don't know what the picture of the puzzle looks like. Right. So I'm giving pieces and they're giving pieces and it's conversation. It's connection and it's communication with their loved ones because ultimately my guy, my job, is to just help them to understand the message that they're receiving anyway. They just need a little help from me in that moment. And that's so interesting. The validation you get. What's the most powerful moment for the person usually that you're reading? The moment you first make contact? Is it the moment of the validation? I think it's the moment that, like, for example, last night I did a reading for a gal that I, I don't know. This is the first time I met her. And, and I've got, you know, 35 people in there. Um, and she, uh, and I, and I was connecting with her mom and her mother said, um, or no, it was her father and her father just said, sweet pea. That was, that was the message, sweet pea. Yeah. And just the, and just the big smile on her face. Cause that was his nickname, nickname for her. Um, so just the smile and the energy of validation, like, okay, yeah, the last three minutes that you were talking, that was great too, but that's what I was <laughs> looking for. Right? That's what I was looking for. Now, I will tell you that 
but those are great and it gives people a taste and it helps them to know that their loved ones are with them. And a lot of people need that reminder, but that's not actually why I do this work. The reason I, I really do this work is it's not to prove anything and it's not to actually prove that life exists after I'm not here to actually prove anything. Um, the reason I do it is because it creates healing for people. Right. Um, it creates closure. You know, like we had several, two or three people yesterday had like one of the women said, can you tell me how my mom died? Because she doesn't know. And she died 45 years ago and, and she's never known how she died. And her wow. mother came into my body. I felt a hemorrhage in my brain and I felt a shot in my heart at the same time. I told her those two things and she said, that's exactly what we thought, but we couldn't ever get validation. So the, the closure of 45 years of wondering, that's why I do it. When I work on, I work on missing persons cases. And when, you know, even though the majority of the time we find the person deceased, there's closure. Right. Um, and, and that can then begin the healing. Wow. What's a message from spirit that you've received that you think they'd like people to know, our listeners to know? What's a message that comes through to you that you think is really important from spirit? Uh, the message that comes through the most often is to love yourself. That's the message that comes through the most often through your angels, your guides, and your loved ones. I wish I wouldn't have spent so much time worrying about what everybody else thought. <laughs> love yourself. Be kind. When, when we are self-loving, when we are unconditional with ourselves, that is a ripple effect that affects every person in our circle, and then it affects those people, and it goes out and it ripples out into the world. And and the angels have shown me in, in, in visual experiences how one person shifting that energy to a place of love and loving kindness for themselves has a ripple effect that goes on and on and on. So I guess I would say don't be so hard on yourself. Right. Be kind, be gentle. And, and if you don't know how to love yourself, because that's usually what people get stuck on. The first thing that happened for me was that very first day when I was 13 years old, what started the journey was unconditional love archangel shamuel and the energy of unconditional love is what started the process for me and, it, and that's why it was processed because it took me a long time to get there wow. um, but that's that's what i hear the most is love yourself because you can't love others unconditionally if you don't love you unconditionally wow that's uh that's pretty powerful <laughs> yeah so before I ask the question of you, I'd, I'd like to know more about this 8-18-18 event. That sounds very interesting. Can you talk to us about what that is? What was the buildup to that? What is that? Well, yes, I have a, a big announcement happening on 8-18-18. And, and what it is, is we're, we're launching a, a whole new program. And it's, a, it's a, a lifestyle program. It's called Elevate Your Life. And it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's actually what you know, when I was talking about those first 15 years, right. the first 15 years of me stepping into the spirit world, what I learned is a lot of what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last 20 years, I'd like to say that it's all been what to do, but that's not true either. So, um, so what 818 is about is it's, it's the launch of um, a new program called Elevate Your Life. And what Elevate Your Life is, is it's, it's, it's kind of a, the foundational tools that I've discovered through this journey that I've been on that actually help you to move up into the higher vibration of living and the higher vibration of, of joy and peace and harmony. And it's, 
And a lot of them are very basic things, but we just don't give them the attention. So right. it's a whole it's a whole five step process, and there's a lot of teaching and lessons in it. And and the goal is my, my goal is that you know I I love to live a high vibrational joyful life, and I know what it's like not to. You know, I've been on food stamps and welfare, and I've had a, te- a, a baby as a teenager, and so I've I've gone in some of those very low, dark, heavy places and been able to find a way, a system, a lifestyle that actually works to stay in that high vibrational, healthy, connected place. So 818 is when we're making the big announcement. That's when we're kicking it off and launching it. So I'll be all over Facebook and all over social media doing all kinds of fun things. And if people are interested, they can go to that to that link, the 818 link. And, 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 and when we get ready to send all this information out, there's going to be a lot of free teaching and things like that that they can click into and, and a whole site, area site for, for people if they want to just join and check it out for free. Um, there'll be pieces for that, too, because my, my biggest goal is, you know, I just want to make a difference in the world and help the people that are ready to elevate themselves. Right. And I can say to my listeners, I've seen Sunny in person, and I know that's why you are offering a lot of that free content is so that people can just get their feet on the path. Yeah. That's just so wonderful. I can't wait to see that. So those links will be in our show notes. So Sunny, here it is. So what is a tip or tool that you can offer our listeners right now? Something as soon as this podcast ends that they can use to help them on their personal and spiritual journeys. So I think the most important tool that I've probably learned in my life, and that's difficult because I've had a lot of learning. <laughs> um, but the one that that I think has had the most effect on myself and my students is learning how to maintain your own energy, how to not take on the weight of the world, the pain of your loved ones, the conflict and challenge that you witness on a day-to-day basis, whether that's in the news and society in your own home, how to really hold your own vibration so that you can be the observer of other people's experiences and not the absorber of their experiences. Yes. So for me, what that is, what I do, um, because I connect with the angels, is I call in Archangel Michael. So a lot of people are familiar with Archangel Michael and they know that Michael is the angel of protection, guidance, strength, and courage. He vibrates the color blue. Um, And so what I did in my earlier years was I would call him in. I would just invite him very informally, you know, Archangel Michael, please surround me and protect me from any negative energy, seen or unseen. But and then I would visualize kind of a blue like I was in a blue bubble. Right. What I've learned in the last probably 15 years and what really has been taught to me through the angels is that it isn't that I needed protection because there's nothing to protect myself from. That was more of my ego head stuff. Right. What I need to do is I need to learn how to maintain, hold my own energy. Because if I can hold my own energy, because the reality of it is we can't control life. Life's going to happen. And there's going to be things thrown at you. And if you think you are always going to keep things out, well, you're wrong. What you want to <laughs> do is you want to hold your own energy in. So that in this little space that's yours, you're settled, focused, connected, of service, and calm within your own vibration. So now what I do, same same idea, but I and I still call in Archangel Michael, but I do it from a place of I am responsible for my own energy. And I choose 
what energy I allow into my space. So I right. do the same prayer, the same visualization, but in that it's not because I want to keep others out. It's because I want to keep my higher vibration in. And I love that. And we talk about mindfulness so much on this podcast, and that's the reason why. It's not just about being here. It's about being here now and being very aware of what's coming and going from you. And yeah. that is such a powerful, powerful tool, Sunny. Thank you so much. I want to thank Sunny Dawn for her time and insights. Sunny, thank you. Thank you. You bet. And it was great. Thanks for, thanks for the invite. And uh, I appreciate uh, the questions. They were great. Well, I appreciate it. This has really been an amazing conversation. And I want everyone out there to consider taking their eyes away from the keyhole for a few moments and consider pulling the door open just a crack. See if you can catch a glimpse of a world bigger than the one we see around us every day. Open your feelings, tune into some different vibrations, talk to people, go to a lecture, hear what people have to say about angels, energy, and the invisible world that might be around us. What matters is whether or not you make yourself available. You can find out more about Sunny Dawn at www.sunnydawnjohnston.com and forward slash 81818 to find out more about her wonderful program. And remember, you can always find out more about what we're doing at nobodysview.com or the nobodybible.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook at Nobody's View or join the Facebook community, Simple Spirituality. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please consider a review or a subscription. We'd appreciate it. Keep practicing and have a great week.